Hello and welcome again to another episode of Tech Law Talks with your host here, Gerard Kelly. In today's podcast, I have a very interesting guest. I must admit that I have never heard the term ethical hacker until today. I never really knew this existed, but after a simple explanation by an expert, he actually made a lot of sense. Don't worry, I haven't got a bad hacker in front of me, or on the show, we'll never bring one. Well, you never know. Wipo Avhad specializes in cybersecurity and is here to share with us the crucial part of security and why it is so important in today's environment. You've probably heard enough about me anyway, so enough talking, and I'd like to welcome to the show Wipo Avhad. Thank you very much for coming, Wipo. So we'll start where everybody starts. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, as you said, my name is Uwaibo Awad and I work for a company called Investis, uh, which is very close from here, by distance. <laughs> so, my company uh, works in a digital environment. They help other companies to build their presence in a digital environment. And I look, look after their IT uh, for UK and Europe offices. My company is global. Uh, they have offices in US, they have offices in India mm. and I also assist other offices to perform their duties so they can get more revenue, more client, more money for our business. Very good. And I did my um, studies as Portsmouth. I completed my master's in network administration okay. and management. So I am both a little bit uh, techie person and also management person. Mm. So I started my um, journey, uh, job journey yeah. from a very technical person. Now I start, I am at a point where I a little bit talk about budget, mm-hmm. a little bit about revenues, this kind of stuff. Looking and also course. side by side, yeah. <laughs> and also side by side also talk about uh, security, also how we can uh, build this kind of stuff or uh, networking side of point. Yes. And also help uh, our companies to save money from hackers. Very big topic at the moment, <laughs> isn't it? Very big topic. Yeah, I think uh, security has been, uh, since last 10 years, mm. security has been uh, top priority for any companies. Mm-hmm. It's uh, many companies in London also, they went bankrupt only because somebody hacked them. That's right. And when you say companies like Sony Ericsson, they got hacked, mm. almost more than 14,000 people's data was lost. In that wow. case, you don't feel secure enough, whether whatever you are doing, if mm. Sony can get hacked, why can't I? Yes, yeah, anyone can get Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's, it's, it's very important to have a security system there, but pretty much most people would have a security system there, and it's, and it's still penetrated, isn't it? So how, how do you keep yourself safe in this uh, new environment of digital technology? And, and all your data is out there, you know, date of birth, your driver license, <laughs> how much you make. Yeah, that's true. So there is a concept in IT, uh, they call it CIA, which is Confidentiality, Integrity and Availability. Okay. So data is confidential, then only authorized person should be able to access that data. Mm-hmm. Very basic concept. Then that person should have access to data, whatever he wished to, not somebody altered that data. So mm-hmm. it should be in original form. That's integrity. And third is that person should be able to access that data anywhere he wants or whenever he wants. Now, when you try to balance these three things and if something goes ahead, so many times, what do you want? If you come to work, you want your laptop to turn on. Yes. You want your data to be there immediately. That means you want more availability. And you say that, okay, maybe I want to work from home. Then I want 
my emails, all my files, everything accessible at home. That means you prefer more availability than anything else. But when weightage is given more to availability, that means it's not balanced. And automatically, it becomes a little bit threat um, to your data. And to mitigate that, you need to spend a lot of money on security. Now, what happens most businesses, they don't think about security that much until they get hacked. Oh, yes. Yes, very much so, yes. And uh, because what happens is, any money you put in security, that is dead end. That only goes one way. You don't get anything out of that. So, you put a billion dollars, billion pounds, and only you get is, okay, we are secure from this, this threat, but something is still out there. Mm -hmm. So, you need, again, you need to educate all your employees that, okay, don't do this, don't do that. If someone calls saying that, okay, I'm your CEO talking, please ask them a couple of more questions <laughs> to verify it. <laughs> yes, okay. okay. Well, um, that's very interesting. I mean, did you, do you always envision yourself uh, going into a, a tech environment and, and particularly now with securities? Um, yes, uh, so not from childhood. Uh, it was not my dream. <laughs> Um, my dream was to be a sport person. Oh, really? Um, what, what kind? Uh, cricket, actually. Cricket. In India, you can see only three kind of people. Um, IT, uh, for mathematics and cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so, I started with my journey with uh, cricket. I used to play a lot. Um, mm. Then, uh, I, when I finished my um, high school, and then started getting into a little bit uh, hacking side. Mm. Um, I started my journey as a little bit hacker, <laughs> but the uh, then, side. then I get to know, oh, that's illegal. Mm. And that made me more interested into this field, but uh, I learned how to steal data yes. or how to hack other people so that I can prevent them. Mm. And then there is a term called ethical hacker, which um, means that people like me, who knows how to hack, they, they go to companies and they work for companies and say that, okay, these are the points where you can get hacked. Mm. Please patch them and let's see if there are new points. So it helps companies to secure against any other outside threat. Very good background to have. <laughs> but it was a hobby, I guess, when, when you were yeah, in yeah. your teens. Exactly. And, and then you kind of decided to go go fully on and, and yeah. explore your, and explore their ability. Yeah, exactly. So I did my um, graduation, uh, undergraduation in uh, IT, mm -hmm. which was a little bit a uh, broader term. Um, mm. Then I decided, okay, let's do something specialization. Mm. So, <clears throat> and uh, I, I wanted to do specialization where I can do some positive impact and positive help businesses. So I thought, okay, instead of being hacker, why not to be opposite side? Mm. It's almost same interesting. I'm going to play same things. It's just that instead of, you know, uh, putting someone into trouble, I'll help them to get out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to be on the right side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> be like the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, it's just less money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess um, if we touch on technology and how it's moved on since, I guess, the, in the inception of the iPhone, that, that kind of yeah. revolutionized mm. the whole industry. And over the last few years, it, it's changed dramatically. Where do you, what, why has it changed so much? Whereas before it didn't, it was kind of like a slow process. What, what made it you know, spur into, into what we have now, billion dollar companies? 
Um, it it mainly started because um, we wanted to become more lazy. Very <laughs> um, <laughs> good. Yes. <laughs> I I always say that technology is making us lazy. Means previously we uh, uh, we were. Uh, I don't know if you remember we had TV where you have to go and uh, turn the channel knob on. Yes, yes. Or yes. oh, hit it. Yeah, so exactly. It comes on. Then we become lazy, so we invented remote control. Mm. And now, day by day, um, it it says that in uh, when you need something or you become uh, lazy or something, then you invent something. Mm. So we when we invented uh, this digital era in seventy eighties time, uh, then we got to know oh, we can send email. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we send email, any person in the world will get it in within minutes. Yes. That means humanity will really progress. Mm. And uh, from that point of view, everyone started realizing on common ground that what technology can really do. Yes. It can literally revolutionize everything. And uh, that's where everyone started putting their brains on. You want money, all big uh, like um, military or you want uh, government. They started saying no. We want technology to progress, mm-hmm. and because there are so many heads, mm-hmm. so many new ideas, and uh, anybody can get hands-on technology and start developing things. Mm-hmm. And that's where, if you have like more, than so many billions people working on technology, this is the outcome. Yes. This is where we are today. Yes. Well, and because yes. yeah, because technology is it's always changes means every 6 years or 1 year time it mm. changes mm. You, when you talk about iPhones there is always something going on means when when this technology is changing they they think about for iPhone they think about pixels on their um, human eyes we are not even t- 10 to 20% there means we still have a long way to go <laughs> yes we do we do but, but even now we we've gone so far some people are saying how f- how far can we go now You know, and some people say that a plateau might have been hit, especially with the iPhone. Well, what else can you do uh, with the iPhone to revolutionize it? And pretty much nothing. But I guess in terms of what you were touching on, so many people, so many people that could have access to technology. I guess our brains are constantly working into what to do next. So, you know, you have your your billion dollar companies now. Uh, your Facebooks, your Instagram, and And um, Airbnb, but I guess in terms of today's environment, more and more people are deciding to to start a startup. Yeah. Simply because um, they they think they can maybe reach that height of you know billion billions of dollars, or they they have a hobby like you like you yourself. You had a hobby in securities when you were yeah. maybe younger, and then you 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 explore that. So how can your company at the moment help? Um, in small startups uh, within the current environment to protect themselves from that and and help them I don't know guess uh, explore their their actual abilities to develop. So when you say help them uh, secure, this is from like security point of view. Security or? point of view. Yes. Because there are two different terms. Um, okay. Security comes in a play uh, when the startups are already at a certain level. Mm. Uh, because initially they struggle with first finance, yes. Then ideas, and uh, some people they just want to get to start something. Um, earlier I was saying to uh, your colleague that there are two kind of people who start their business. Majority are they start their business when they finish their edu- education, and some people they start their business when they are like ten to twenty years into um, 
corporate world and they know things and then that's where they start their business there was a study um, conducted by telegraph uh, in 2016 how with the um, company house how many companies are registered every year and company house went and said that that's too much to talk let's talk about per hour wow. and they, they they found that 40 to 80 companies were registered per hour which is like one company per minute really wow yeah. but again 90% companies are closing again same minute it's it happens mainly because they they don't have idea where we are going but there are still small number of companies which we go through all this and they become quite big yeah so you kind of help them channel them and focus yeah. is is that something a lot of uh, startups lack do you think yeah a, focus a sense of focus and yes. the the ultimate goal of what they want to achieve yes that's exactly true because uh, when when other companies or your customers when they are paying something they want something good and uh, what startup lack is quality and what we are actually going to do so until there is a end product there is a process huge process i think first getting one product outside cost not only money but so much efforts thinking and uh, after first product it might become a little bit easier but that's where most startup right. lose their momentum just execution i guess yeah execution is is biggest thing mm. and once once they reach at certain level then they they fly or they stay steady but when initial period is around i would say 6 months to 1 year mm. is very crucial and that's where they need lot of help from outside and uh, if they got money they can definitely get, get help if they lack money then that's where they again they struggle so you help them at the inception as well as carrying on with a with a i guess a, a set plan a, mm. a more focused plan so they come to you and they say well I have these three four ideas and then you kind of condense it into saying well maybe you should think about just focusing on one bit yeah exactly exactly means it happens um, if a person who is starting company they have worked in corporate environment for more than 10 to 15 years yes then they knows what they are doing but if people who are starting their business with less than 5 years of experience probably they have a lot of money mm. but that's where they say that okay we have this five ideas mm. and we want to start business but that may not be right because mm. take something one idea one business and move forward after maybe one year or two years if that idea is stable then you can move to second one mm-hmm. if you go that slowly okay. then you can build a empire but if you say that okay i want i have 10 ideas i want to execute them all that may may be very challenging i find that at the moment <laughs> <laughs> that's true so many ideas uh, <laughs> no you're right you're right and and i guess i guess um now nowadays more and more companies are changing their business plan so before you used to have maybe a 10 to 15 year plan possibly even from inception you had a 5 to 10 year plan on where you wanted to go is that still the case or is that now changing and you're saying well actually instead of having a 10 year plan we have a maybe an objective for the 10th year but we're going to see how things go and play out is that the kind of environment we're moving into for for young uh, and middle sized companies you can't have a a 10 year plan you have to be open to to changes yes 10 year plan is there is always something in back mind 
okay mm-hmm. after 10 years we are, we are going here but not on paper uh, not on that something we are looking at it because as we talked earlier technology is changing quite a lot mm-hmm. in 6 years or one 6 month or one year it changes so they always need to keep that in mind that maybe what you are making for 10 years may not even happen mm. or you might achieve those obje- objectives in 5 years so what middle size or small companies they do means google or apple they are different companies mm. but when we talk about middle and uh, small size companies is they usually make uh, objectives goals and they say that okay let's achieve this goal in 4 to 5 years time mm. or maybe revenue goal let's achieve that in 4 to 5 years time Mm-hmm. and when they reach there then say okay now let's make another 5 years time mm. and uh, they also need to be little bit flexible with their methodology mm. because when you are a startup you might not be perfect in every sense so far from it i guess yeah it? exactly so you have to be very fle- flexible saying okay even if i don't achieve that objective that's fine but this is my goal and i am working towards it I read a book uh, written by Warren Buffett and it was uh, written there that why people are failing mm. uh, when they start new businesses and it was said because everyone wants to get richer quickly so <laughs> that is also one of the um, failure cause happening in uh, major cities actually uh, where people don't have background or backing mm. by other uh, means so if they make good plan and uh, go towards it slowly Yes. They they still can achieve it. Yes, we we could be living in a moving into a generation where, you know, we had the the footballers and everybody wanted to be a footballer because <laughs> you get rich quite quickly. Yeah, exactly. And, and now and now is, you know, if you develop that app or or that or that software, then, you know, you you're going to be higher higher about clouds. Yeah. Means it, it's it's still a good inspiration uh developing that app and getting a lot of money. But objective shouldn't be just getting a lot of money. Objective mm. should be I want to develop something that will help a lot of people. I, when you we talk about corporate, we are not talking about charity. That yes. means if I am developing something, mm. I need to be get paid. Might be for 6 month I'll just do it for free, but after 6 month I'll start earning money. But we need to do something that people are willing to pay for it. So if people are getting something for a lot of money mm. and they are spending a lot of money, you can develop some idea or you can derive that derive that idea and make something with less money. Mm. so people are spending less money for your your product true. and you might earn a lot of money from it very true very true yeah well that, that's something uh, to keep in mind absolutely but in 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 terms of not being the fear of i guess companies now which they're waking up to is am i falling behind or will i be left behind you know like nokia back in the day when they said no worries most people use our phones and now <laughs> there's no nokia um if you are in technology definitely you have to keep up with everyone else because there are two examples you said nokia and there is also kodak mm-hmm. um okay. nokia is still in market uh, they still try to come after some time it's, uh i think microsoft purchased them and they still try to make new models yes. but kodak is company um which uh, they used to have those photos i don't yes. know if you remember yes um, i do yes we i used to own one yeah, yeah yes. we had to wait like um, almost uh, one or two week get it, to get them developed 
Mm-hmm. And uh, when the uh, digital era started, a uh, lot of companies started developing uh, digital uh, cameras. Mm-hmm. And Kodak said that, no, we don't want that. Even Nokia said that, okay, we, we are market leader. We'll definitely be beat everyone else. Yes. And that's where I think they struggled. And uh, so if you want to be in today's world, definitely you have to keep up with uh, current technology. Even if you are a startup, yes. you need to make sure that whatever you are doing, uh, you need to have current technology in place. Even if you can't give them really high-tech, uh, expensive technology, but you have to give them something that will look alike and that will make customer feel, okay, we are using something current. For example, if you are using tablet and if it's not a touch screen, you have to use mouse, you might not buy that. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I would buy a separate mouse so I could use it whenever I wanted. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. Means you yes. have to again go and buy a mouse. Yes. And after using it for one month or two months, there is a place you might forget mouse somewhere. And then what? You can't use that tablet? Probably no. not. No. And then you will say, oh, I'll just put a little bit more money and get a tablet which I can use as a, with a screen touch. Yeah, it's a good investment as well. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what happens with everyone. Mm. That if I am spending money, I might spend a little bit more, but I need something good quality, yes. which is convenient to me, mm-hmm. and I might use it. Mm. And if you really want to save money, then it should be, okay, I am just paying 10% what I am supposed to pay. Great. Okay. So, I mean, would you say London is well-placed at the moment in terms of the infrastructure we have, the support to compete with the likes of Silicon Valley and, and the northern countries, perhaps? Um, Silicon Valley, uh, it's, uh, they got really big push uh, when uh, it started in around 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, government pumped a lot of money there. Uh, they gave them a lot of benefits. So when they were a company starting, biggest uh, problem they have is government asking them, okay, give us tax, give us tax, what is your uh, revenue? Mm. And for startups, uh, government started saying, okay, why don't you take your time, build yourself, mm. and then we talk about our taxes and money, even if you need some money, here yes. you go. Um, at that time, so Silicon Valley started developing, they also intra- attracted a lot of talent, and visa environment was such a way that they can get talent from all over the world. London, I would say, is not far behind. Couple of uh, years ago, even UK government realized that okay we can also attract talent. London is financial capital of the world, so yes. it's one of the greatest city in the world. Mm. Um, it's not technology city; it's a more of management and banking city. Mm. Uh, but as I said earlier, there are still a lot of startups they are starting and developing here. And uh, government also started in last five years. They also did a lot of programs where. Even government officials do mentoring. They hire a technical person. Okay. Um, they also have a lot of benefits where they put some money into these uh, small startups. Some businesses even survived only because the UK government put some money into that. Uh, there are a lot of support, benefit even from UK government and I would definitely see London as growing financial plus technical or plus I would say a small startup city actually in future. Yes. Yeah, London has great future. Is it? Everywhere in London, or is it a, a, a particular zone? Because we, we're, we're in the shortage area, so they say shortage is like the, the tech city part of London. Mm, not really, because um, when, when you have a big city like this, and 
when rent are so expensive mm. startup usually struggle with basic necessities yes it doesn't matter for them which location and seriously nowadays when you have so many companies you only talk to them by email or phone you hardly meet people or you hardly go to their offices means if you have law office that's a different yes but when you have maybe suppose internet service provider how many times you have visited their office probably none yeah. even i haven't visited my uh, internet service provider <laughs> in 6 years so they don't have to be in particular part unless it's like a shopping mall or something <laughs> but uh, most technological companies they don't have to be somewhere in really good place mm. as long as they have basic necessities like uh, building with mm. the good broadband connection that's a key and uh, hardware um, yes. probably if they have server room then that can, they also have a couple of uh, requirement like air conditioning mm. and these uh, fireproof places <laughs> and yeah here you go. <laughs> yeah no it's very key isn't it and um What would you say in terms of maybe some advice for someone who is maybe thinking about opening up their own startup or, or they are currently doing their startup? What are the kind of key things? I know we kind of touched upon focus. Yeah. Is there is there anything else that you may think? That um, there are a couple of things, but a major thing is finding that right opportunity. There was a, a small story that uh, there were uh, two um, marketing people went on boat ride. and they get lost and then they their fuel was finished so they found one island and they went on that island so when they reached that island they saw their all their people they were not wearing shoes and one of the marketing person to spoke to other and they said that both were from uh, shoes companies by there and one person said we should ask our companies to come here uh, because we got new market here mm-hmm. so one comp- person called in their company and said that oh we got market here but nobody is wearing shoes mm-hmm. so i think uh, we shouldn't think about it just get me back home the other person he called into his company and said can you send at least five ten trucks of shoes because nobody is wearing here mm. i'll just show them how we can wear it and i am sure that everyone will start loving it yes so these kind of opportunities people need to understand and once you have opportunity you can seize it and also second thing is um, you don't have to really talk big when you say that okay i'll build, build a billion dollar business that's fine but when you are a startup you need to start very very small yes and nowadays what happens is all these big companies take example of google apple they outsource lot of stuff to small companies and you can be one of those small companies mm. what they do is they just give you the small part yes and if you take that small part after a while you can build your billion dollar company as well that's right well, there you go there you go build on the back of uh, or somebody who's really done the leg work and and you can you can yeah, be successful exactly <laughs> fabulous i mean moving on to a little bit of uh, cyber security um and how they can protect themselves so what's the difference between threat you know vulnerability and risk so threat is uh, something that can that can harm you mm. so we always get example in uh, sense of egg so there is a pendulum and uh, there is a rock on that pendulum and yes. below there is egg so then they uh, they say that okay what is the threat to that egg is that rock 
because if that falls it will break yes. so threat is that rock okay. so in our technological term virus is threat hackers they are threat now what is the risk of that rock falling on that egg that is a risk yes. that if that pendulum falls on egg it will break it will break yes so they call it that is a risk mm. and vulnerability is because why egg breaks because egg is soft mm-hmm. if there was like metal egg whatever happens it will not break it wouldn't break no yeah. Yeah. so that softness is vulnerability and that's how these simple terms like, I, i can explain in instead of very <laughs> that, that's that, that, that's very good you know i never really thought about it that way and an egg is pretty weak isn't it yeah yeah, yeah so it's... weak weak things yeah they are vulnerable yes and something from outside that is threat that can that can harm you mm. and that process yes that threat can harm vulnerability it's called risk so how would you protect yourself uh, i mean how how can how can startups or even you know even big companies i guess in in that in that sense protect themselves against the threat of the rock <laughs> so if you know what are the threats what are what are the risks then you can start building security around it so if you have a house what is the first thing you do lock you, the door then second thing you should do is go and by the watch the windows so these kind of things all these companies or anyone need to start learning so if you set up office you, if you get internet connection make sure you have good security place uh, like a firewall then you have antivirus Yes. and also people who works in any businesses they are considered as a weakest link until now mm. because as a human being we are kind of nice to each other mm. so if i am at the door yes and uh, i don't i just say pretend like i don't have a key and yes. somebody else comes yes they will say oh that's fine just walking that's right so that's like a tailgating and i am letting another person in mm-hmm. so this kind of stuff even all employees we need to understand security is not only like a network but it's also responsibility of everyone that's right Sim- similar like we talked earlier that somebody sends email saying that uh, oh i am your ceo can yes. you send this payment and many people have sent payment they have yes yeah. yes yes yeah there, there's a story i read the other day where um somebody called one of the new girls in the call center and it could be a very general example but he was very calm collective and he said you know this is just a routine call just to make sure uh, security is up to date and then he took her through security and then in the end he said right you failed a couple of stuff but that's fine if you can um provide me with with your password then i i i will log in make sure everything's correct in your in your computer mm-hmm. and then once you come back from your break that's fine everything will be sorted <laughs> so she did and so the 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 hacker was in so i guess it's as like you said it's as much as you know the people in the organization yes that can take control and can let someone in like you said yeah that's true and uh, many times what happens is um, we don't realize but uh, suppose not even uh, non confidential people who are not handling that much con- confidential data mm-hmm. still can harm company because one of the example was they called at reception and they said that okay we are from this this company we did this much work for you and we haven't got paid then she got scared what can i do yes. so he said that we are about to take legal action yes. 
but we what we can do is can you give us your just um, uh, credit card details we'll just deduct that amount and say that okay we have already started process and we'll send you invoice and something okay and because she was fairly new in that yes. company and usually receptionist they have this um, credit card from company so that so that they can go and get milk or something small stuff yes so she did it and uh-huh. after they realized after two days was almost like a, a couple of thousand were gone from her account wow means that was company account that was but company, yes. yeah wow. but this kind of stuff it keeps happening and it it's still it's still happening actually yeah especially it's in it yeah <laughs> so security can break or make a startup or even a big company so in terms of securing it is also a big thing for, for somebody now to think about especially with gdpr and all that yeah, yeah. with uh, especially with gdpr is you have to do as much as you can and even though you are a startup even if you don't have that much money you still have to make sure that you are putting efforts into protecting whatever you have and if you can't do that then it's very likely that startup might be in wrong hands <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right we don't want that at all <laughs> right well I, it always happens i always say it's too short but um, i think that's that's all we can cover for today again thank you very much for coming in weibo if you decide to come back again we can do another session and <laughs> and explore other subjects but for now i think we'll leave it there and um, i hope hope our listeners uh, have gotten a lot from you and and if you do have any questions email in and we can get you to hopefully uh, yeah, sure, provide sure. answers sure sure it was a pleasure having me here <laughs> it was really nice talking to you Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You don't have to say then. You don't know that. And that is it for another episode of Techlo Talks with your host here Gerard Kelly. We're based in Old Street. So if you do have any questions or would like to pop into the office, please do so. Otherwise you can contact me through techlotalks@dklm.co.uk. I'd love to hear your comments, any thoughts, or if you do have any questions for previous guests or future guests to come, please write in and I'll make sure I'll get your questions in. Other than that, that's it for us today and enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you.